Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is the Ask Amadeus podcast where we bring together humans, homes, and culture. Talk about how they all intersect. We talk about real estate, how it impacts you on the personal level, and society as a whole. This episode, we're going to talk about what do you do with noisy neighbors. We're going to go do week in, week in review some of the homes we saw, what happened with the stock market, coronavirus, and what the spring market has in store for us. Very exciting, very exciting news. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, write us a review in iTunes. It helps. Or go over to my YouTube Subscribe at Marcus Amadeus. We have a few property videos that we did this weekend. Greenpoint, Brooklyn Heights, Park Slope, a lot of nice co-ops, a couple condos, a night one two family. We looked at investment property and we'll give you our two cents on that. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Or now onto the show is what I meant to say. We had a big week this week. Our last episode, we talked a little bit about Ash Wednesday, the history behind that, a little bit about the coronavirus, took a few days off, didn't want to respond to anything just so quickly with all the news happening last week. But we're going to get right into it this week. There's a little bit of a rebound in the stock market on Monday. This is March 2nd. There was a major sell-off last week starting Monday that had people at a little bit of a tizzy and major stocks, especially the, the FANG cohort with some exposure to China, had a total of, I think, almost 10% sell-off in the total S&P. Some stocks like Apple were down nearly 20%. Today, there was a slight rebound in recovery. Did we find the bottom where people just panicking? Is it overblown? There's a lot of opinions on this. Some people are saying that also maybe that the Democratic candidate coming in, that the markets are hedging for that. I personally think it just has to do with some of the coronavirus fears, supply chain shortage or that there could possibly be a cutoff and a shortage. And, you know, listen, we had a, a crazy run uh, up this last uh, 2019 and even from 2020, just this first part of the year. And listen, people were, in my opinion, looking for any reason to take some gains. And that's fine. That's how things work in the market. But everyone knows that the U.S. market is still very strong. The job market is strong. And, you know, the things that are, you know, the world is intertwined globally, but the foundation in America is better than ever. Wages are up. Overall household earnings are up. Savings are up. And this is reflected in the stock market, in the job market, where, you know, I do a lot of uh, small handyman work stuff that we, you know, we, we have a lot of people we use like painters, floor people, cleaning, like, you know, all around home services people. And just in general, it's just been hard to to get people to show up for, you know, if you're not paying them what they want, they're backed up, you know, or if you're going to pay them, they have their rates. 
you're getting quotes that are much higher than they used to be just because it, they're not going to take their they're not going to take a job that they're not going to make enough money on or has to be worth their time or you're going to wait wait a while so let's see what happens you know obviously like this this podcast for entertainment purposes only if you have any questions about serious questions about real estate and things like that talk to me directly but i think we're going to be okay and what does that mean you know listen if there's some uncertainty in the stock market over whatever the coronavirus or possibly politics what does that mean for real estate that means that a lot of people go into safe havens what they want to do with their money does that mean some people say gold some people say uh, traditional dividend stocks things like that a lot of people revert back to real estate and there's been some chat, you know, they just recently reduced interest rates. That means if you're looking to buy your first time buyer, your buying power has gone up. The cost of carrying a debt on a home is gone down. And there, you know, let, let's see what happens this week. But I was reading many headlines saying that if there is continued uncertainty or turmoil in the market, we could see even lower interest rates, which I would be, that is very low. Um, you know, seeing, I've seen some at 3.2 for 30 years, 2.7 for for 15-year uh, loans. To, if, if you're interested, you know, go on to one of the major bank sites, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citizens Bank, whoever. Check the interest rates, see where they are. Maybe you, maybe you want to buy, upgrade, downgrade. Or downsize, don't say downgrade, or refi. So, I think that in terms of the stock market, let's see what happens. We had the first bounce back today, but over the weekend, which I was kind of surprised, I thought, listen, New York City has its first case announced. Bill De Blasio announced it, and Cuomo did too this morning. Happened late last night, but you know, this person was—they were in Iran, which has had a major problem with it. They were in contact with people, and it's and it's a young person. I think they're in their mid to late thirties. They have been self quarantined. They're not have any major issues with them out and about or being very sick. So that is good news. And like they said, um, De Blasio and Cuomo, this it wasn't a matter of when. It wasn't ever if. It was when. And they're prepared for it. And I'm, I'm feeling, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I think the overall, the first initial uncertainty or worries possibly over. Let's see what happens. But I thought that, you know, with a New York case and then also the first two deaths in America and Washington State happened over the weekend as well. I thought we'd have a little bit more of a adverse impact, I think, on, on the markets. But... I think people, the initial worry is over some people, over with some people for Corona, but China has had reports back in China that operations are opening back up. Stores are opening back up. There seems to be a peak on the spread according to their data. Who knows if it's how much you can trust it, but there's been a peak, which is a good thing. And 
the markets in China, I think we're up like 2% this morning, which is, which is good. So that means a positive turn, but delayed, you know, for the rest of the world, you know, we have Iran, Italy. Now we have America, there's Australia, a bunch of places have, and South Korea, major one and Japan had a few deaths, but in you, in you, in America, in Washington, there was two deaths. Both of these people were older, I think above 65. One was almost 80. I think it was 70 something. And they had pre-existing health conditions, which happens when you get sick. So, but all you can do for now, you know, hopefully just like live your life, just have, be more aware of your surroundings, your personal hygiene of washing your hands, coughing into your arm, things like this. Don't, uh, don't run yourself ragged on both ends. And if you feel sick, do something about it. That's what you're supposed to do. I must give you one little anecdote. This weekend, I went and saw a open house. I'm not going to say where or who. I'm going around doing the regular open house tours, you know, two, three, four times a week. We go and just, we're, we're looking at property with clients or we're just previewing with ourselves. If we don't have clients looking for something direct, we just got to get out there, look at the home, see where the pricing's at, see where the action's at. And this, I'm going there and we... I get in, this is a beautiful house. I'm looking at a nice, you know, there's one three in Park Slope right next to the subway. And the lady hands me her phone. Everybody, they, one big thing, it's like a joke, is that agents will not stop hassling you to sign into their open house, which is fine. They're holding an open house. They don't want random people in their house. They're, you're, they're giving you the opportunity to look at the home. They want to exchange that for your information. That's fine. But hands me her phone, and I start typing it in, and she starts coughing hysterically right in front of me, like deep bellowing coughs. I immediately was like, what are you doing? Don't be doing that, regardless of all the corona stuff. Don't be holding an open house, have the, engage with the public in a very intimate setting in someone else's home, and then hand me your dirty iPhone to sign in. And then when you're coughing, coughing in your hands. What are you doing? Coughing to your elbow or whatever they say. It was, I was, I mentioned it to them. They got a little offended, but hey, don't be doing that, people. All right. That's just all I got to say about that. Okay. So we're going to just uh, take a little break here. The second half of this episode, we're going to talk about the property tours we went through this weekend and also just a little bit about you know one another topic of noisy neighbors in New York what are you supposed to do about it is there anything you can do about it I have my own personal story I'll tell you about but first I gotta sell you something and we're back all right, so if you are subscribed to my Instagram or my YouTube at Marcus Amadeus, each week we try to do maybe like two or three, besides the podcast, we do two or three video tours just to go check out property, get people familiar what's going on out there, and you can get a better idea of what's on the market, what you can get for your dollars, and instead of just looking at listing photos, you can go see me along with me on the video tour. So I encourage you to go look at those. This is kind of a supplement to 
those videos I do each week. I put them on my Instagram and my YouTube. So we saw a lot of nice houses this week. And the, the feedback that we have gotten here is that the market people are back in the market. Like I said, in the first half of this episode, interest rates are down. Springs around the corner. People want to get homes in contract before it gets a little too crazy. And the inventory is kind of down. Um, earlier in the fall, inventory was way up in the late summer last year. Inventory was up. There's not a whole lot on the market right now, which was, um, you know, I, I, I think that at this point, hopefully soon there'll be more options for buyers out there. But we've, I've been in a couple, I've had a couple offers with uh, buyers that were had multiple bid situations, two, three bidders, up to 10, eight bidders above ask for well-priced apartments with low low carrying costs so that's a good sign for health in the market for you know a a sales market that was kind of struggling for a little bit just kind of lot not a lot of action more days on market things have definitely turned around since new year's and then also i just think with the rental market for a lot of people it's getting quite expensive most of the inventory is high end so it's expensive and low end inventory is getting priced up you know we still have the, the broker fees, which are upfront costs, is a problem for pe- certain people. We don't think that's a whole nother episode. Um, but also with the change in the rent stabilization laws, these units, they're not turning over as much. And if they do, they're kind of not hitting the market always. You have to kind of like search a lot harder to get them because, you know, if a $900 one or two, one bedroom comes up in Prospect Heights, that person's going to, and there's a lot of laws that, are taken away from the landlord, they're going to try really hard to get them to give it to family members or friends. So anyways, what we saw this week, I saw a lovely two-bedroom, one-bath condo on 8th Street in Park Slope. Really nicely done. It was priced at one three. Inside was great. Open layout. Not a brand new renovation, but recent. And the facing the front is the common space which i always prefer and then the back there is the two bedrooms which are nicely proportioned uh and the very close to the fourth ninth fr in south slope wasn't a fan of the outside of the building but that's okay had a nice turnout there was also a two family i think it was 175 was million was Listed a small two-family, nicely renovated, not very high-end, but like very well done. Small unit on the ground floor, owner's duplex on the top floor, absolutely mobbed just on a Saturday. I didn't go on Sunday, which is the, uh, these two were talking about my Saturdays. The Sunday is the usually the big day, but on a Saturday, totally mobbed. So I'm sure that's going to go quick. And, you know, with the town house uh, brownstone pricing on taxes you know the deal it's quite cheap i did an episode maybe two or three episodes back if you want to look at that on why taxes property taxes are so cheap in brownstone brooklyn different episode and then also we then the on sunday we saw uh studios in brooklyn heights so if you're not familiar brooklyn heights is probably in my opinion one of the nicest neighborhoods in brooklyn very close to getting to manhattan larger density with lots of classical classic brooklyn architecture and it's a nice area of town because it's a good mix of large co-op apartments that you can buy large 
townhouses, just gorgeous, like, you know, three, four, five stories. But then it's also mixed in with co-op buildings with nice, affordable studios and one bedrooms that are, you know, they're tight, but just nice buildings, well-built, low carrying costs. We went and saw a few studios at 130 Hicks, which I really liked. Never been in that building before, but it's a great building. All studios, all you know, in that four or 500 square foot size and uh, good pricing. So, you know, it, for, for, for renting, if you're weighing the renting versus, uh, versus owning and it's your first home and it, it's, it's a good option. You're close to the promenade, which got the, the waterfront got rebuilt maybe two, three years ago. So it's a whole nother attraction very close by. And then you have all the subways downtown, um, all the subways close in Brooklyn Heights to get anywhere you need to. And then it's very bike friendly too. So once you're kind of off the main drag of Montague and you know Adams, it, it's quiet. So I, I really liked it. And we saw another one. We saw 55 Pineapple. Great, great, great building. I've been in there a bunch of times. I have friends who live in there. They love it. Small, but newly renovated, high ceilings, very bright, sixth floor oh, facing over the top of the other buildings. So you're always going to have light. Loved it. Um, and then we went over to Greenpoint. Greenpoint has really, it's kind of reminded me what's happened to Clinton Hill maybe five or six years ago. Prices for single family, two and three family homes have skyrocketed in that area. Um, and then even, you, you know, where a couple years ago, not so much, you know, it's it's not Williamsburg, but it's it's a little bit more neighborhoody than Williamsburg. Again, a little bit more density. So it's not super quiet, like a two or three story density area of a city. It's got three, four, five, six in certain areas and a little bit tighter on the lots. The lots are smaller, so there's more buildings around. And it still has the converted warehouses, which a lot of like people turn into apartment buildings who went, you know, there's a lot of loft law situations over there. We'll do a different episode on loft law and what that means for you as a rental tenant. Um, but nightlife, cafes, office buildings, residential. And one thing that kind of stood out for me is that some of these new development condos in Greenpoint are getting $1,700 a square foot. That's like bonkers, mind boggling. Uh, go check out my videos on Greenpoint. This week we saw 21 India Street, which was lovely. The finishes are amazing in that building. That was also the first time I've ever been in that building. But they had a one-bedroom condo, 30th floor, views for days, unbelievable. Great kitchen, great bathroom. Small though, in my opinion, for the price. But they're getting they're getting, you know, one, two, one, three, one, four for these one bedrooms. And then the amenity space is just crazy. I mean, it, it felt like um, the freehand hotel or I can't even remember what the other one building would be but the common spaces were awesome and it felt you know it's like hotel living it was great loved it so we saw 21 Indian street we saw a new development on Huron street i didn't really like it that much i thought the finish it i felt like they rushed to get it done and it was basically it was basically a one bedroom but with like a under a below grade basement that wasn't done very well and I, i that one i was like all right that's fine um and then lastly, we went down to uh, McGinnis Boulevard, saw a nice two-bedroom with a duplex with a backyard for, I think it was 155. 
And people, hey, see, we're saying, hey, it's a little bit too far into Greenpoint, but it was an older condo, decently low carrying costs, but it was really well done. Like the, even though it's an older building, it, it aged pretty well, super quiet and just well, well done. So I was happy about that. But my biggest takeaway was the uh, price per square foot in Greenpoint, and it, it varies so far, like Waterfront or right on Franklin, getting $1,500, $1,700 a square foot for a condo. You know, obviously it's on the park and the amenity space, and you get, and it comes with two parking spots, so that, that helps, obviously. But that was my main takeaway, you know? So go check those out. You will like them. If you're looking... If you want a, if you like any of those that I mentioned that you saw in my newsletter or you saw on my Instagram or YouTube, message me. I'll send you full details so you can actually discuss it. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We're not making any claims on any of these apartments. It's just to get the word out there. So message me if you want that. Next section, we're going to talk about noisy neighbors. I've been having a little bit of an issue with my neighbor. Am I right or am I wrong? Is she right or is she wrong? Or are we both wrong? But what we can do about it, because I used to work in the music and sound recording entertainment industry, what you can do. All right, tune in for the last segment. Bye. Hey, you've made it this far in my podcast. That means I love you the best. If you are looking to buy or sell in New York City, give me a call. As a buyer's rep, we represent your best interests. Make sure that the properties you look are looking at are quality properties. Make sure the pricing is good for you. And if you do want to make an offer, making an offer in a way that you're not going to waste time, you're not going to waste money, make sure the pricing is proper, and then you can get the terms that you want. We can also introduce you to mortgage bankers, attorneys, appraisers, home inspectors, the whole deal to help you out to make sure you're making a good purchase. If you're going to go buy in another city, we have a nationwide network of well-qualified, experienced agents through the Compass network of agents. I can help introduce you to them. If you're looking to sell a home, the market has definitely picked up a little bit, but you still need to properly price your home and properly present your home to get as many offers and buyers as you want and get a quick, efficient sale that isn't going to give you a headache. So give me a call, message me. We will help you list list your home. We will help you get the best price and handle all of the marketing and hopefully close quickly. All right, on to the last segment, how to deal with noisy neighbors. All right, this is, a, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but it's okay because we have so much to talk about today. Last section, we're going to talk about we're in New York City or in any major city. You're always going to hear your neighbors. It is unavoidable. But what do you do about it and how do you go about doing it? Let me tell you about an experience that I've had. I live in a small six-unit building. Uh, my next door neighbor upstairs has been there for quite a while and I think she got like a new sound system, like a Bose sound system. One of the best in the world. You know, Bose is great. I used to have one. They're excellent sound systems and you're never going to get rid of all the noise. But recently she's been plastering her music. However, she 
she did it it's up against the wall and the vibration has been coming through my wall it's driving me nuts i've been trying to be nice about it i went upstairs a few times to ask her she was very agitated about it uh but even when i went to go knock on the door i went and knocked three times and she, the music was so loud that she couldn't hear me knocking so i slipped a note under the door she calls me and she's furious about it, like losing her mind. This is the second or third time we've talked about it, but she plays it at like 5.30 in the morning, 6, I guess she gets up really early, but then she'll play it for hours on end. Um, and she basically told me that I just got to deal with it. And I was, you know, listen, I'm going to deal with it to a certain extent, but there's certain things you should have courtesy when you're talking with your neighbors. I try to be polite about it. We actually ended the conversation quite nicely after about 10 minutes of arguing with each other. So let's hope that this will get solved. But what what is what is the legal rights to this situation from I think it's 8 to 10 sorry from 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. are quiet hours in New York. Those are hours where you're required to not make noise. You have the right to play music in your apartment and be loud and walk around in your apartment, but if it becomes a problem you are required to put down 70 percent covering under your on your floor to help that doesn't help all the time but it does do something um but your neighbor's right to peace and quiet supersedes your right to music it does because you're taking an action and someone is not all right so what are you going to do about it right now there's a couple things you can do you go on Amazon, they actually have a lot of cheap options for this wool buffer that goes under your carpets that absorbs a lot of sound. So that's one option. Another option is you put up more fabrics around your apartment. So that's, say, the neighbor has to put the sound sound panels under their carpet. That's one thing. You can't really control that. But in your apartment, you can put up more fabrics, texture. It has to have... A larger surface area that's kind of wavy if you go look online you know sometimes in studios they have like the little triangle or pyramid things but they're not really that attractive you can get soundproofing paint which is supposed to help a lot i've never used it before i'm actually going to go down to home depot and check it out so you get soundproofing paint you can also get wall panels that you drop or ceiling panels and wall panels same thing but you drop a little bit below your ceiling and they'll muffle it out a little bit. And then you can get wall paneling. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to be amicable about the situation. But how do you think I should handle it? She played the music so loud she couldn't hear anybody knocking. It's so loud that you can hear it outside her door. It's on for hours and hours. Mostly the bass coming through my room. And she's not denying that the music, I can hear it. She basically told me to fuck off and that I... Just got to deal with it. And it's part of New York life. And it is to a certain extent. But I'd be curious what you think about you and what you ha- you've had your experience and how you resolved it and how, it, how to make it not escalate. So if you have had an experience, I'd like to hear from you about your neighbors or if you had any problem neighbor situations about noise specifically. Message me on Twitter or Instagram at Marcus Amadeus and... Let me hear your story. Maybe the next episode we can figure out how you solved it or didn't solve it or had to move. So thanks for tuning in for the episode. That's all for today. Like, subscribe, 
and write me a review on iTunes. Go on to my YouTube at Marcus Amadeus as well. And have a good day. Bye.